crown And I always had my foot in my mouth But I still like to talk So let's sit down Have another round Cause we're stroking out loud Stroking out loud Stroking out loud Stroking out loud Yeah, we're stroking out loud Tonight we have a guest, Mr. Bo Phillips of the Bo Phillips Band. Howdy. Bo Phillips, what's up, man? Welcome to the show, Bo. It's not just a clever name, man. It's a band. Now there's two famous country stars on the podcast, huh? Yeah, that's yeah. right. The wow. famous. Yeah. The one. Yeah. Wait. Bo, have you ever played with Wade? Uh, not, not biblically. If that's I think, what you're asking. I think we might be able to uh, fire up a tour right now tonight. We might yeah, be able to get something in the yeah, workings. Just, so uh, you're, you're a lot taller than I expected, and I guess I'm just like a lot fatter than you were supposed no, since you've last no, seen me. N- no, I mean, you're about as wide, but uh, I just didn't realize that you had that much facial hair. And that, that's what the yeah. thing was. All right. Yeah. He's been growing the stomach and the facial hair. Way yeah. triple X Bowen. I didn't realize. <laughs> That's right. It's like coming off the top rope, Macho Man. <laughs> so, Bo, what got you started in music? Uh, well, honestly, I've been playing all my life. Uh, got a got my first guitar when I was nine years old. My grandparents bought it for me, and it came with a chord book that had three chords in it. Can I guess the chords? Tell me. G C. D. We have a winner, right? Oh. Yeah. Hey. Yeah. He's the guitar player. Yeah. Of us. You just sure. learned every country song known to me. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And so we, we lived out in the country, and we only had uh, two TV stations at a time. We had one that was always there, and then one, depending on which way you turn the antenna. And the one that was always there was PBS, and we picked up Austin City Limits uh, once a week. So I watched Austin City Limits, and that's how I learned, taught myself how to play guitar other than the the three god chords right and then uh grew up never really took it seriously played in college like on couches and front porches just you know the party whatever hell yeah and then uh i was working as a bouncer and a bartender at a place in stillwater for several years and i was also a school teacher but not at the same place and the um the owner of the bar was going to open up another place that catered to live acoustic music and they asked me to to start doing music and i said what's the details and they said it's a three-hour set i said cool i got six songs let's go i was gonna say that is a long set to be planned (laughs) yeah so i did the same six damn songs over and over that first night (laughs) all right who wants to hear wonderwall again Come that's, on. That's one I never did. I, 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 that's one I only you, because You on. played it's one pretty staple. pretty close tonight. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, 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 Casanova or what is it? Champagne Supernova. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Casanova. Oh, thing. yeah. It's the same thing. Yeah. You, it's, it's pretty close. Yeah. 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 So I do that in a medley because I, I, I do a couple of medleys in the set and, and I try to touch on some of the old songs that got me Hell started. yeah. Hell yeah. I can appreciate so that. Yeah. You play Texas country music. I play music and whatever label you want to put on it. I yeah. mean, we do old rock. We do old. Well, old, yeah. I mean, we do. We. I threw some Snoop Dogg in the set. I yeah. Mean, you have that, fun with instruments. Yeah. I was we, actually going to say that uh, the one song that I've heard from you is your uh, remake on Gin and Juice. Oh yeah. And that was awesome, man. That's that's what happens. A banger. That's what happens with a half a bottle of Jaeger in Oklahoma City about 12 years ago. It's <laughs> yeah. I was kind of upset. He he asked the question, "What got you into music?" Because there's a couple questions we like to ask first. Oh, okay. well, I 
Sorry. Well, actually, well, we didn't to... gift him. We're yeah. supposed to gift we, him. We, I was just Caleb just the... stabbed right in. Yeah. He said, Let's open this wound. Real he's quick. he's here to have a conversation. All right, so hey, man, I'll, I'll let Wade do the honors. All right, yeah, I'm, I'm me... the pet monkey. Tell me when to dance. So you get like the first one out of the restocking, the fresh one of uh, the official stroking out loud gift to all of us. <laughs> That's strawberry flavored, buddy. Ooh. Not grape. We can't afford grape. Yeah. You know, <laughs> when I went to buy more, the grape's almost twice as much for whatever reason. Well, so you know, that's where it's at. We were so poor, it was not even grape. It was purple. Yeah. It's just we, purple flavored. Yeah. Oh, purple purple flavored. Purple yeah. flavored. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So some of y'all bougie bitches don't even know. <laughs> so it may appear that there's nothing in there, but that I assure you, that is a good eight by six uh, strawberry flavored dental dam. We make sure to put oh. them all through the testing process. Well, first. I appreciate yeah. that because I, I feel I feel that this will be heavily yeah. used uh, at some point <laughs> and reused. I mean, and, you're you're touring all over the place, you know. Yeah, you know, you know, you never, you never know. know when you run you into a big know. dirty. <laughs> It could, it could even it could even double as a, a mask if that shit ever comes back. Yeah. So. Well, that's whew, just dodged a bullet there, guys. <laughs> right. Well, thank you for this. Uh, this is uh, this is definitely one of the gifts I've received. Cherish it. <laughs> yeah. Then we kind of just ask where you're from. You know. Okay. Yeah. Like, I, well, I live in a common. Yeah. So, so, so back, yeah. So back to normal that, shit. So yeah. You know. yeah. So yeah. I'm, and I'm that's a, the show. I'm, I'm a minister in Southwest Kentucky, so this is this is fun. Oh, you're, you're, nah. you no. Nah. I was like, he's selling that, man. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, thank you. And that's pretty far away. Jesus is our Lord and Savior. Yeah. Hallelujah. Oh, yeah. Possum, possum, yep. is the post to be faithful will corner on him. So what he said. <laughs> Praise the Lord. <laughs> yeah, I heard you mention Stillwater too. Is don't they have a guitar, a big guitar emporium there or something? Uh, there's a guitar store. Stillwater Music, right? Is that what it is? Well, Stillwater is the home of Red Dirt Music. That's where Red Dirt Music actually I didn't know began. That. Oh. Yeah, I figured uh, it was New Mexico for some reason. Well, that's why you're sitting there, not here. So <laughs> this is true. Texas no. Red Dirt, <laughs> New Mexico Red Dirt. Yeah. Well, Texas and Red Dirt Music are two completely different animals. Uh, Texas music is a great genre. You know, you have Pat Green, you have uh, Ray Wiley Hubbard, you have, you know, all the, you know. The, the cats that got started in the 70s. Well, in Stillwater, Oklahoma, back in the 70s, there was a bunch of hippies and cowboys sitting around campfires right. doing this thing, and they just tagged the name Red Dirt. And then back in the 80s and 90s, uh, there were guys getting together, a bunch of pot-smoking, beer-drinking guys. Uh, right out. And, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I can get down and, with that. Uh, and, I like these Oklahoma boys Yeah, now. Yeah, and they, they called themselves Cross Canadian Ragweed. And uh, they st- got started there in Stillwater. Never heard of them. Yeah, never, <laughs> never heard of her. Yeah. Uh, the Great Divide started in Stillwater. Jason Boland Straggler, Stony Larue, uh, and Mike, Mike McClure, and wow. his band. All of the big started. music scene out there. Yeah, that was where Red Dirt music started. And then Texas music had its thing. You know, Jack Ingram and uh, you know all that early stuff. And then as uh, Red Dirt got more popular. You know, of course, Texas wanted to hear it. Texas is an amazing state for being hungry for live music. And so they really tagged on to it. And in the last 10, 15 years, it's just been bastardized into Texas Red Dirt music. Right. Which is two different things. And I'm not saying it's bad to join them, but just know where yeah. they came from. Yeah. To be honest with you, uh, I was confused myself when... You mentioned Stillwater. I I instantly thought Texas. I um, did too. Honestly. I think there is a Stillwater, Texas, isn't there? Or? There's a Stillwater. The Sweetwater is what I'm thinking about Sweet, now. Sweetwater. That's what it is. Sweetwater, yep. right. and that's where Sweetwater music is. That's that's yeah. what I'm thinking of. Yeah. 
Okay. Yep. Yeah, Stillwater has nothing but a guitar store that overprices their guitar strings. So. Oh, God, we have a pawn shop. <laughs> oh, gotcha, bro. I have a pawn shop here in town that does yeah. that. But, uh, yeah, Stillwater is it's a great town. It's got a home Oklahoma State University, and I went up there for college, but ended up staying for 15 years. So, wow. Not, wow. not playing, for the playing, degree. Playing music. <laughs> yeah. but, you're, obviously, but you're born yeah. in Houston. Born in Houston, lived in uh, Rio Grande Valley, actually, until I was nine, and then we moved to Oklahoma. Wow, that's awesome. <laughs> Donde esta biblioteca? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> that I do, I do know. <laughs> you know, I, I'm personally... I. I didn't get into country. Did you say, where's the library? He did. He did say that. <laughs> Look at you. I'm glad we went to commercial break. He comes back. Yeah. He comes back and says, wait a minute. I don't know too many things, but I know what Donde Estals means. Uh, Donde Estals. Donde Estals el moto. Where is the toilet stall? Didn't, didn't realize there was that many L's. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot. Have you ever found yourself at the uh, Rio Brazos Music Hall here in town off 144? I'm not. No. Oh, man. Uh, it was, yeah, it was only, I was hoping. It was only open for a year, and like 10 years ago. I think Is that the one on 143 or 144, 144 that has 144? the truck standing up yes. in yeah. front of it? Yeah. I, see, I drove, I drive by that because uh, I go by there on the way to Glen Rose. Yes. And right. I was like, man, that would be just a badass place. I mean, I don't know why it's not a thing right now. Yeah. yeah it, 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 it really would, was awesome. It would be a badass place. Yeah, there. wasn't there a big stage in the back, too? Yeah, I could big accommodate 5,000. Big area. I yeah, I mean, it's, it's wasted space because it's got great it's got great frontage right there on the highway yeah and it's granberry is just a really awesome little town it's it's such a diverse town. yeah you've got you know boat boat you know hobos and bums and then you've got the bougie bitches with the million dollar homes yep but they all like tunes man yeah <laughs> yeah. True. yeah you know so they're and, selling that place for like five mil or something like i that. think is the that only all? thing they would have an issue with would be maybe parking is there enough room that's there's a lot of space over there though i don't know but I just, uh, I've seen a lot of great people come through there. Right. I think that was when, like, country kind of first started. You to, saw Willie there. Well, he opened up the right. place the first night. Oh, yeah. cool. And uh, you saw Stoney there, right? I may have, but I. <laughs> if I, you remember, you weren't there. I always mix up Stoney <laughs> and Ray Wiley, but I know that I've met Ray Wiley a handful of times. <laughs> It's the names. The names are catchy. I'm not originally, I'm not a country He fan. was high. So, like, working at yeah. a country place, I'm like, I don't know these people. I was like, right. oh, Ray Wiley Hubbard, that's a cool name. It's like Asian people. They all look the same. Yeah, right. right. Yeah. Yeah. Country, country, country music singers. Person. Yeah, they You're all look horrible the same. I always person. get Bo Phillips and Garth Brooks mixed up. <laughs> <laughs> Bo Phillips, Craig Morgan. I'm like, yeah. what's going on? Yeah, I'm the eye candy one. So, whatever. I'm a metalhead, man. And a juggalo. You juggalo? Little, I, you little closet juggalo in country? Or? I I like closets yeah yeah uh i, w- <laughs> I was gonna say since we're talking about that we know what kind of music you generally play like yep. your own music right mm-hmm. yeah. we know what that is what do you enjoy listening to the most you know if i'm rolling down the road yeah. it's it's not music oh yeah it's it's usually uh talk radio or something like that Uh-oh. and honestly it's because there's so much bullshit on the radio. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I, I have got a ton of friends in the terrestrial radio market that, you know, have pushed our songs and everything. But you have to wait through so many shit songs to get to something that you actually like. And so I don't like listening to a country station and then wading through 14 pop songs so I can listen to a country song. Right. I don't like listening to a rock station and listening to some bullshit so I can bang my head a little bit later. I, I, if... It, I'm not a big fan of labels, but if you're going to label it, label it correctly. Yeah. So I'm tired of all that bullshit, so I just listen to talk radio, both sides, left and right. I just want to hear people argue with each other. Yeah. Right. And the weather. 
There you go. <laughs> yeah. Well, we have a, a we, show where we talk. And argue. <laughs> we and also argue. argue. I honestly yeah. didn't even know what a podcast was until I started doing one. So I thought it had something to do with okra, but I don't know. <laughs> I'm a farm boy. <laughs> right. I'm a farm boy. What do I know? Oh, hey, let me say, uh, I brought it up earlier. Hold on. I got some uh, some beverages here. Oh, wow. That I, one for each of us, believe it or not. Ooh, wow. What do you know? How gracious. But uh, Does it mix with strawberry flavor? We're gonna find out. Okay, yeah. good to know. I'll open one up and have it. <laughs> we're all we're gonna but, dip them. Yeah, we're gonna dip them. I saw this and I just couldn't pass it up because I love this guy. But it is Danny Trejo's oh. cerveza, Hecho oh. in USAO. Oh, Austin, translate. And uh, <laughs> that one I don't know. How many, is, how many Astalas is that? N- nectar of the Mexican gods. El Azteca. So, I wonder how many people he had to murder to make those. Just one. <laughs> That's really all you need, isn't it? Anything past that? 16 OZs, oh baby. This probably isn't part of my diet, but I'm going to take it anyway. Well, I've, had this, I've had this thing for like three weeks, and I snuck it into your fridge last night. You've just been waiting. Before we went to the concert. Well, there went my beach I love party. it. Waiting Mexican waiting gods, huh? Cheers, Danny. Speaking of which, how was the concert, guys? Here you are, oh, so cheers. Cheers. Yeah. cheers. Cheers. Cheers, fellas. Was it kick ass? Yeah, I really enjoyed it. I've never seen Modest Mouse before, and that is my nephew's favorite band. So he was pretty blown away to at first concert ever. Ooh. So I'm really thankful to be there for that. Oh, yeah? How is it? I'm really surprised at how m- much I like it. That almost tastes like a regular beer with a little bit of tomato juice in it. It's made in Stevens Point, Wisconsin, over there with Barbara. Yeah, I really, Don't you know. I really like it. Don't yeah, you know? Barbara, Barbara, Danny Trejo's uh, beer is Anyway, I think, I when I think of little... Wisconsin beer, I think of Danny Trejo. Oh, yeah, of course. <laughs> Everybody yeah. does. That's where yeah. everybody's mind should instantly go. <laughs> yeah. I was thinking of cheeseheads, and I was like, no, my God, it's El Portugo it, off of it. I got, a, I got a tattoo from the same guy that has tattooed Danny. Yeah. Little bones and whiskey flats. Oh, yeah, I know bones. Yeah. He's got a cool van. Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a hearse. It's, it's a spring yeah, pony. It is he had a van when yeah. I met him. Yeah, exactly. I like his candy. Free tattoos. Get in my van. So you said you've been playing guitar since you was nine, right? Yes, sir. I can relate to that. Uh, I've been playing since I was like six. My dad taught me. Oh, how to cool. Play. Uh, he GC claims to be the greatest GC guitar and player. Have I ever said that? I've had guitars since oh. that age, still can't play. <laughs> I got a sweet-ass collection that just sits yeah. there. So, Yeah, but is there any other instruments that you've delved into? Yeah, I can play. Uh, I can play, of course, you know, bass. Which, if you can play guitar, yeah. you can play strings, bass. strings, yeah, stringed instruments. Uh, I do uh, a little bit of mandolin, uh, drums, ukulele. My ukulele. I don't know about your ukulele. <laughs> Yes, you, I, I can play, you, but you can kalele. Yeah, yeah, I make kalele. Uh, not not studio worthy, but I can play. And That's a awesome. little bit of banjo, but not, not again, not enough for stage. Banjo is cool too. Oh, you played a little Deliverance tonight too. I think. Yes, I you did. did. Yeah. Yeah, you had a banjo as well as yes. at dinner. No, 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 no. No, he no. just played it on no, the guitar. I played, I played oh, the tune okay. on my guitar. Yeah. I thought you were slinging one over, bringing the other one around. <laughs> right. like, it, it wasn't that kind of show, man. Dang. You know, it was it, Wade it Bowen was, shows will do that. Yeah. Let me tell you, it was between courses. I didn't want to be crazy. <laughs> well, but uh, so besides stringed instruments, is there anything else? Uh, drums, um, bam, 
I know. I'm pretty amazing. <laughs> I know, right? I can't fucking play the drums to save my life. I can See, play the guitar pretty drums well. Drums completely blew my mind away because yeah. this hand is amazing. This hand's amazing. The each feet. Foot are, each feet are amazing in and of each other. But when you start joining them and say, y'all play together, there's like, Mm-mm, no. That's what no, I screw do. You. Yeah. I can't. The hands and feet moving at the same time yeah. doesn't work for me. It was the same feeling yeah. when I, I I tried to juggle. I was like, I'm a coordinated guy. I can juggle. And it was a year. And then one day, everything fell together. And I was like, oh, my God. It was the same thing when my drum, my, my feet and my hands started working right. together. I was like, oh, my God. Like, I, like, I can drumgle. Uh, yeah, I'm drumming with, I'm, I'm juggling with drumsticks. I got my Well, first. he's ADD, so I don't know. If yeah, that, I mean, I, you know, and it, fuck the drums thing. I'm the greatest guitar player in the world, I see, so yeah. it doesn't matter. That's true. I, well, I, I can't my first, play the drums. No, I bought my first drum set with uh, Trump's check that he sent everyone <laughs> oh, wow. a couple years ago. Wow. Yeah. Nice. Demi money. Well, you're welcome. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> Long live Presidente. <laughs> but, um, dude, this whole time I played drums in uh, middle school for the school band. I could read sheet music then. Definitely not anymore. But I thought for, for sure getting a drum set, I'd be able to just, like, hop on there oh, and really yeah. get something going. And that's absolutely not the case no. whatsoever. No. And even if I mean, it's definitely a perishable skill, if you don't step out into the kit every once in a while, it's yeah. like you're stepping up brand new again. Yeah, I um, could agree with that. I've always been blessed with a, a good sense of tempo and beat. But when I sat down to a kit, I was like, I'm like a left-handed yeah. retarded kid. I mean, this completely useless. <laughs> yeah. Just useless. My uncle got my cousins into music when they were really young. At a really young age, my uh, my cousin Matt was playing like the bass line to Danny California and shit on oh. a full string, five string Alvarez, or I- Ibanez rather. Mm-hmm. Uh, at like fucking seven years yeah, old. Yeah, like a little douche. Yeah, right. And yeah. it's only because and he's a left-handed retard. It's only because my <laughs> uncle, my uncle, like made them play. Right. Yeah. He's like, y'all motherfuckers are gonna win battle of the bands at eleven. It's gonna be awesome. And I mean, yeah. they did, but like at what cost? You know what I mean? Because it's they didn't necessarily want to play hurt. that much. Right. Yeah. I'm gonna beat you with this drumstick if you don't hit that snare harder. God dang it. Yeah, now he's always going to be employable, damn it. Uh, right. <laughs> They'll thank me later, trust me. But I never learned that way. My dad just said, hey, man, you want to learn something? Yeah, and at and the house, I try to always have, I, I've got a ton of instruments at the house, and, you know, if the kids want to, if they want to learn, I'll teach them how the basics, and then it's up to them to go for, from there. Right. But I'm not going to say, hey, sit here for two hours a day and work on it. Yeah. Except my youngest son, who is my band drummer, and, you know, I do... Encourage. That's awesome. I'm going to hit you with this goddamn drumstick. You don't get it right. Yeah. I brought you in. I'll take your ass Get out, out there and give me two more hours on the kit. Yeah. And the the story about him is really cool because it, uh, he's been my full-time drummer for f- three years now. Uh, and it was, I was stressed because my drummer, my full-time drummer at the time had a death in the family. I don't remember what the occasion was, but it was a week before the show and he couldn't make the next weekend. I was like, oh shit, I am stressing hard. And so I bought my uh, a drum kit and then had my son just out there beating on it for whatever. And when he, when I get the news that my regular drummer had canceled... My son comes in and says, I'll drum for you, Daddy. And I was like, oh, that's cute, buddy. I appreciate it. You know, yeah. And he's like, no, really? I was like, all right, here's the deal. Here's you just her. unplug everything. And just yeah. <laughs> I said, so I gave him a disc with all the songs as we play them. I said, you have two days. 
and two days later uh we set the drums and you know the whole kit up and everything and the whole uh, setup and it's like he'd been playing them for years and i was like wow. and, he, and he's been drumming ever since then <clears throat> that's, that's awesome. kick ass yeah and you just blew the other guy off yeah don't monkey. worry about yeah fuck him back. Yeah. 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 somebody shouldn't have died yeah. asshole my, my son doesn't have ants dying so <laughs> so yeah it's four it's been four years so he's been drumming since he was 14 years old uh with us he just literally just turned 18 like a couple weeks ago Sweet man, that's awesome. Wow. Do you ever get any uh, older women approach him after shows? And, uh, uh, even during the shows, before shows, every I mean, he's, he's got, get, got he's, a brawl thrown at him before. He's got more digits at eighteen than I had at thirty, <laughs> dude. Wow, <laughs> nice, Dad. I'm going back to the hotel with this nice lady. Yeah, well, I some, love you so much, Dad. Yeah, she's my age, but she's smoking. Yeah. Get some cough drops and some Jello pudding out, out of the deal at least. Well, man. if you'd like to take two of these home with you, these dental dams, you know, you're welcome to. Take an extra I, I, I for the, the little stack guy. is pretty tall. Y'all must have got the bulk discount on Amazon or something. Well, I, that's exactly what happened. That a baby. That a baby. <laughs> that's right. Come on. Stroking out loud. We got to get it right. <laughs> is there a song that you really enjoy playing? Um, it's like having a favorite kid. Yeah, you have one, but you can't tell them. You don't tell anybody. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, but honestly, uh, my favorite song differs depending upon my mood the night. You know, because there's several songs that I just get into. I mean, yeah. doing. But if it's a intimate crowd that they're there for the lyrics, then there's you know certain songs like "He Stopped Loving Her Today." George Jones, I will love that song till the day right. I die. And then there's um, the more rocky side, like if there's a biker bar that we're playing, "Turn the Page." I mean, that's just a good good story song. Yeah, and, and it's it, it it's one that as soon as you say the first notes of that song, mm-hmm. everybody turns their head and they're like singing along, like yeah, yeah. Um, and then you have the crowds that don't give two shits about the lyrics, but they just want to hear the beat. And then there'll be you know, rockin' songs that we do. So it just, it completely changes depending upon the night. I'm in that last I, group, by the way. Well, I think it has I something can, to do. No shit. <laughs> I, think I don't want to have do the thing. Too, yeah. <laughs> I play a song, when I, if I like start learning a song, get real deep into it, I'll just stick on that for like a while until yeah. like I master it. And then I, like just recently, I, I learned a Bob Seeker song and I'm like, man, this is fun to play. Yeah. Uh, night Moves. Yeah. I was like, man, this is a fun song to play. Yeah. Uh, an older gentleman I play guitar with, I love playing music with him whenever he's in town he's my uh, aunt's husband or my wife's aunt's husband and uh he's been playing for years and he teaches me old stuff that i don't normally learn yeah Uh, older than that that night move song but that's one of them yeah he's young he doesn't know a lot really like i like that i like playing it it's fun and and my observation on music is you know every generation the parents are getting onto the kids for the crazy shit they're listening to Mm mm-hmm I feel, I mean, I don't feel that it's a generational thing, but I genuinely feel that the music from back in the day just had more meaning and has more longevity and more legs under it that, you know, even my, my kids that are teenagers are rocking to Seeger, you know, George Thurgood. I mean, they're, oh, just, yeah. they're rocking to all that stuff. And, but the stuff that's on the radio these days, literally the week after it's on the radio, you'll hear it 14 times in an hour. Yeah. But after that, it's hit and left off, you don't hear it again. Right. And it doesn't have any legs. It doesn't have any substance to it. And I'm, I'm very proud of all three of my kids for, you know, having an ear for the older stuff that actually has. Or uh, just good music in general. I agree. Yeah. For sure. And, yeah. and, and there Something are. new comes along and like, hey, Dan. Yeah, there Check are, this out, and yeah. you're like, damn, yeah, there where'd are, you find this? <laughs> there are good songs these days. 
I, I just feel like I said earlier when we were talking about listening to the radio, there's just so much bullshit you got to wade through. To yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So much bullshit you got to wade bowing through. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I see what you did. It's going to take a while. Yeah. <laughs> and so, you know. Five, five, five and a half, five, five. That's algebra, oh, man. Yeah. I like it. But yeah, so I like all genres of music as long as it's quality music. Mm-hmm. And if it's, I mean, there's stuff that my kids bring up uh, that. It's actually good stuff, and you know I'll listen to it and I'll jam out to it. Uh, but for the most part, it's just stuff that's wanting to to sell a, a CD or sell a single, and it's you know it's it's written for a dollar, not for a meeting. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. And Absolutely. now it's like yeah. everybody's got ghostwriters too. I'm sure it's it's oh, pretty. Yeah. I'm sure it's in country as well. It's like oh, this song's awesome, and then you find out that the artist like d- didn't even have the the rights. Oh no, no, no. when writing it, you're like no. whoa, somebody else wrote that. Somebody else completely wrote this song. Yeah, and I mean. It, Kudos to the artists because they yeah. can make you feel it, and you're like, "Damn, that's deep," or yeah. whatever. You know? And and that's one of my things about the the red dirt scene is that it is more about singer songwriters, songwriters that go out there and do their own stuff, mm-hmm. and, and you know, yeah, there'll be covers and everything like that, but their popularity and their career is not built on covers. Yeah, right. and whereas a lot of what you hear on national radio, whether it be rock, whether it be country or rap or anything like that, the singer, if they had a hand in it, is either very minimal or not at all mm-hmm. in the in the actual construction of the song. They just show up on singing day with a sheet in front of them and with the studio producer that changes their voice and makes it sound yeah. good. Now, don't get me wrong. I know there's artists That's that who I am helped, for y'all. Like uh, Don Henley and the Eagles. <laughs> oh, they, they write a lot of their songs, but there's a guy, I think his name's J.D. Southard or something. Mm-hmm. He helps them a lot sure. with a lot of their songs. But it's like we have this one guy yeah. that comes in, yeah. and he's this creative mind, yeah. and he helps us out. It's like you know that's a little bit different, especially yeah. when there's like we've been doing this together for years now. Yeah, you know? and I'm not completely against people who only sing other people's songs because I am a big George Strait fan, and he all of his number ones. I don't think he wrote a single one of his number one songs. Right. And but he is an entertainer, and his his persona sells country. Yeah, and that's and you know. So I'm 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 not anti singers of people's other people's songs. That's one talent I wish I I had. I was better at you know like being the greatest guitar player in the world. That's cool and all, but like if you can't write a song, <laughs> I'm glad it's one my, of us thinks so. <laughs> my dad, my dad has really got has really good writing abilities, mm-hmm. and I wish I had some of that in me because I mean he just writes crazy. Well, stuff. and here's my my opinion on singing songwriting anything like that there are some people who have a born athletic talent you put them on a basketball court and a week later they're they're aces at it you have some people who don't have that talent but they spend a year in the gym and then they they get to a level where they're competitive i feel that the same thing is true when it comes to singing songwriting playing instruments all that you're the greatest songwriter in the uh, excuse me this greatest guitar player in the world according to uh, the survey we just did that only consisted of you <laughs> yeah. no okay, wait but, hey he's the one who said it no i was quoting you <laughs> you've never quoted i've never said this. i believe you Austin. go back in time <laughs> i edit i i i, I rec- <laughs> you, you record them but i edit all the podcasts you, you said it <laughs> oh well if i said it, it was obviously a joke right don't but, take us no absolutely podcast called stroking out but, well, too some, now. but someone who is an amazing instrument player right. has put hours, days, weeks, and years into developing that craft. It's not something you wake The first time you ever picked up a guitar, you sucked horribly. Mm-hmm. You hurt Your fingers hurt. You were it was the right hand that I had a problem with. Yeah. It, it, every, a lot of guys do. Mm-hmm. But um, the, the issue is, is with singing or songwriting, people try it once. They say, ah, I suck at it. 
and then they, they, they carry that label with them forever instead of just busting ass, getting in there and starting to write songs. Just write shit that doesn't make sense. Write mm-hmm. stuff that doesn't rhyme. Write words down. Listen to other words. Eminem has a the largest vocabulary of any songwriter ever. And that was a study that some college did based upon the, the songs that he's written. Right. That's not because he just woke up one morning and knew the dictionary. That sucker... Put in read the, the dictionary. Yeah, he right. studied the dictionary, looking for stuff like that, and he put the the years, the decades into developing a craft, and that's why he's an amazing, you know, entertainer and a writer of songs. And anybody who says I just suck at writing songs or I suck at singing, singing is the same mm. way. It's just like it's a muscle in your throat. You work it. You work it the correct way. You're going to be all right. When I used to be a teacher, I told my kids, practice doesn't make perfect. Perfect practice makes perfect. You have to practice the right way or you're going to learn the wrong way. Yeah. So. And what teaching was that, that. when you were a teacher? I'm sorry? You were a teacher of what, Bo? Uh, I taught high school agriculture. Oh, sweet. Yeah. Nice. I've never had music lessons or we never had music in our school or anything like that. We were a really small school. Um, But agriculture is something that, Mm -hmm. you know, we were a super poor family growing up, but ag was something that I could tie on to and being in a really rural area, uh, it was something that uh, I was very passionate for in high school. And then I carried that passion to college and then used it as a career for six years and then moved on to music. He said, so when I was in college getting all the babes playing guitar, I was also learning about agricultural stuff. Uh, that's a false statement, sir. Oh, okay. No, nope. he was not doing any learning. Yeah. <laughs> <Babes> <laughs> only. No, uh, no, I was absolutely a lame ass high school and in college. You never got any women with the guitar. I was a virgin until I was 23 years old. Rock and wow. roll, yeah. brother. He Woo. was stroking out loud for years, baby. <laughs> yeah. That's my problem when I was I trying to learn how to strum, dude. Almost I was stroking and, half, and not strumming. I couldn't Almost two and a half out. decades of stroking myself. So. Yeah. Wow. Cheers. That That's is impressive. Awesome, yeah. dude. I, no, got, it was I got not a, your beat. Nope. <laughs> well, you, you mentioned like being in college and playing on front porches and stuff, yeah. and I, that does, it attracts attention. Like, Sure, uh, but you have to have more of a package than just... Because I was dorky looking. I was broke. I was poor. I, I grew up a, a, a poor kid, and I was always the overweight kid. And so right. I r- never really had None any. of us have experienced well, any no, of those no. things. You skinny bitches don't know. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I, I never had anything to offer, and so I never tried to offer anything. And wow. so I just. You should have shot your shot, dude. I bet you had a chance more than once. Uh, oh, I'm sure he made look up at, for everything. Look at Bo Phillips now, ladies. Ew, 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 ew. <laughs> No, who, 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 who? Yeah. <laughs> say what? <laughs> yeah, but I do think it's pretty cool, man. I mean, you know, you, you say you started off kind of ne- not not wealthy in a family oh, yeah, for with sure. not much. But now you're making a living playing music. Uh, yeah. yeah, hundreds of dollars a year, man. It's, it's pretty oh, awesome. Man, so you, hell yeah. You went from playing a fucking $80 Yamaha to a... Uh, hummingbird Custom. Uh, oh, Gibson. okay. Yeah. Mm, Gibson Humming nice. with the cool pick guard and yeah, whatnot. Oh, I'm it's, familiar. It's about 6500 new. Wow. Dang. So I, uh, he's got to sell his car for that. <laughs> yeah. My car <laughs> wouldn't sell for that. So, uh, but I do like guitars. I'm pretty passionate about them. Uh, I'd probably say, uh, I, I don't have any guitars over a thousand dollars, but I do have some nice guitars. I do um, appreciate your collection. Yeah, I don't have. I'm not a crazy collector or anything, but I've been. I bought my first guitar when I was about 14. It was a Carlos Rebelli. That's a Sam Ash brand, and I paid 150 dollars for it. He's knocked but really nice guitars off the over, walls over the years. Yeah, I knocked a four thousand dollar Gibson SG. Uh, it was just a gloss 
natural finish. Yeah. Beautiful guitar. It fell off of all. Well, the they should have had it secured better. But that's what I, he said. <laughs> but I still bought a guitar that day. I did. It was one hundred fifty dollars. No, it was it was a five hundred dollar guitar. Actually, it oh. was this five hundred dollar guitar. Well, how how can well, this be? Is a Alvarez twelve string. Are yeah. you familiar with the Alvarez brand? I am. Okay, I want to make you more familiar. Uh, this guitar, just, in, just humor. This man. guitar is one of the guitars that it doesn't really mean anything to me. I've had guitars given to me and stuff. Mm-hmm. My buddy gave me a Martin DRS one when he was moving to Florida, and I thought that was super cool. Hang on, you just dropped a name. A Go Martin, ahead. a Martin DRS one. <laughs> Let me bring it, rewind yeah. it real quick. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so this guitar doesn't really mean anything to me, but Alvarez does. Okay. I've been my my. I grew up around Alvarez guitars, and uh, I always wanted a 12-string. And They're I Mexicans. In, I walked into the same music store where I Orderly. dropped a $4,000 guitar off the wall, Craig's Music. And uh, I was looking around. I saw that uh, six-string guitar, nice Gibson, and I, I just had to touch it. And, you know, that ADHD got going. <laughs> Squirrel. And I just had to touch it. And it was on one of those fuzzy neck hangers. Why do they got the fucking fuzz on them, right? It shouldn't be there. Totally. Oh, so 1970. Yeah. And, sorry, uh, for, sorry for the vibe, man. <laughs> yeah. Hung it back up, and uh, that fuzz wasn't He tried thing. to hang it back up. No, I, I walked Fuzzy away, wasn't. dude. I had to have been like 15 feet away. I could have claimed, oh, what happened? It wasn't me. I was so far away from it by the time it fell. But yeah, right <laughs> off the wall. Your conscience got to you. <laughs> right off the wall. Loud bang. But they plugged it in. It played good, but I felt bad, so I bought this. Okay. Yeah. and That's the uh, first 12-string I ever I played. wanted to see if maybe you wanted to check it out, maybe play a tune on it and see what you thought of the $500 12-string Alvarez guitar. You'll have it, to it, tune every one of them. If, no, I was going to say. In tune. It's <laughs> in tune. If, it's, if it's not in tune, it's going to take two and a half hours no, to it's, tune the damn it's thing. Tuned. It's tuned. It he is. says it's tuned. So oh, you want to check be. to see if it's tuned? I can take a look at All it. Right. Yeah. Do you have a pick with it? If he doesn't, I do. Just the top screen, string. Bink. It's got a pretty yeah, finish on it. It's good. Yeah, it's called Shadow Burst. Oh, that changes my feeling about it. That's Indian Mexican. Both lie silent still in the dead of the night. I love you, Bill You're right. Yeah, I still have my very first guitar, and then I have also the very first guitar I ever bought. Uh, it was in a little Fender, Fender uh, electric acoustic. Thank you for whoever threw the pick at me. What do you What do you think about that pick? It's a little thin for my my personal taste. Yeah, that's what I like. I like the thinner ones. I found because when I first started playing music, I was breaking strings all the time. And when I moved to a thicker pick, I broke less strings because I get a more powerful sound, hmm. less with less force. With I less guess drumming. You. Yeah. Okay. So it's if you're just sitting on in like in a little area like this, or it's amplified or something, you can kind of get a more delicate sound with a with a softer pick. But live music, I like a little, little, uh, little depth to it. Right. Little, little... Yeah, that thickness of that pick is like right on the edge of like, okay, it's too thin for me. Is it in tune? <laughs> Some of them are. <laughs> Got a couple. <laughs> well, I don't want to make the show too awkward. Um, Good thing there's editing. Yeah, yeah. Exa- exactly. Yeah. What's next? 
So, um, yeah, I can do, uh, I can try to do something. It's been years since I played well, the string. Well, I just, uh, I, I want to I wanna show you that, and then I want to okay. take you to the main stage. Okay. So, Uh-oh. this is the guitar that got me into everything. You said you've had your first guitar since. Yes, sir. I had my first guitar, too. It was a miniature Epiphone, a mini guitar, because like I said, I was six when I started learning. Oh, so, yeah. it's a tiny guitar. And I actually traded it for this music note tattoo, this one right here. But the tattoo artist gave it back to me like five years later, because he bought it, he got it for his kids, and his uh-huh. kids didn't play. So, I thought that was super cool. Now, I have it again. Yeah, that was really cool. Um, and the tat still. Yeah. And the tat. He and couldn't take it away. He didn't, he didn't take, take it back. that away, baby. What? Um, and so, so anyways, you're going to have to give me that tattoo back. I had my first guitar. Guitars became like really sentimental to me. Sure. And, uh, my dad had this Alvarez that he always played when I was a kid. And I remember like, man, I always wanted, I always wanted an Alvarez. And he, uh, got like double carpal tunnel in his wrist. And ever since his fingers don't quite work right. Yeah. And this guitar actually at the time was broken in Mm -hmm. half. And I took it to a luthier in White Settlement. I'm not sure if you're familiar with Lamb's music, Mm-mm. but they fixed me up nice, man. I mean, you know, it can only be so perfect being oh, that sure. it was broken at the headstock, sure. but it's awesome. They put my dad's guitar back together. That's pretty cool. It's a 1989 Alvarez Series 1590. I had to call Alvarez just to find out what kind of guitar it was. There's mm. no really information on the internet about it when you'd like type in the description and sure. stuff. It's a guitar when you see, you're like, uh, you, you don't see many guitars like this just because okay. it's rare. It's uh, It's got 24 frets. One of the first electric acoustics you could buy at a fair price, the Working Man's electric acoustic. You're really selling this. Yeah. <laughs> it's an awesome guitar. I've and heard this story this so is, many times. This is what I want to say. He's got this good is what it. I really do want to say about it. Um, it's not for everyone. It has an, an extremely thin neck. Yeah. So people with like bigger fingers and whatnot, some of them don't like it, but I love the way it feels. I love the way it plays, and I, I really want to see what you think about it. Man, powered by 1989 Alvarez, baby. It's also a dark, cool, dark green color. What's the first thing you notice about this guitar? No, uh, no hole. Where's the sound hole, goddamn? No hole. I always oh, notice God. when there's not a hole around. Be careful. This reminds me it's that it's got its own sound with the no sound hole action on old, it for uh, sure. The old Godens. Y'all remember Godens? Um, I know there's those guitars that have the teardrop up in the top. I don't yeah, know what brand that is. I don't know what those are. Yeah. They, they kind of have a cool look, but I don't know. Yeah. It's in tune. That one's in tune, baby. Mm. So this is the one that you're... That's my father's that guitar from 1994. Really cool. Well, that one's only six strings. You don't have to tune as much. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Like yeah. almost half the... Yeah, half I think he got it in like nice. 92 or 94, something like that is when he got acquired it. And he actually acquired it from my uncle. When he called Alvarez, Danny Trejo told him how to... <laughs> I called Alvarez and I left a fucking voicemail <laughs> describing nice. this guitar. Like it's like a dark greenish, bluish, and it doesn't. It's got a cutaway fretboard. I see no, that you. I have got a call back, and the dude too. said, "Bro, I know exactly what guitar <laughs> you have." He was so excited about it. And then I looked it up online. There was one for sale. I, I typed in the series fifteen ninety and all that because there was cool, never a man. serial number or anything I could see on it. So that's really cool, man. You ever tried to break it open and see what, if there's a serial yeah, number on not, the inside? There's not. I checked. <laughs> well, he <laughs> has a chance. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, I'll do a new song that's going to be on the new album here. So this song is, um, I wrote this, uh, of course, having been born in Texas and lived in Texas the first nine years of my life and then moved to Oklahoma. 
this whole central area of the United States, they consider they call it the Bible Belt. And so um, there's goods and bads about all that. You have people that know the color of your toilet paper before it hits the water. And then uh, you also have people that are there anytime you need them. So uh, this song is called Bible Belt, and it's um, about the pros and cons. Here's... from a small town in the middle of the USA yeah we like to get together after Sunday church and eat something grandma made well that ain't the best part it's the other days in between shaking hands with your neighbor in the parking lot of the next town to Queen there's a church on every corner And there's a verse on every wall They got their hands up when you're rising And their heads down when you fall So if your world is cursed with blessing You gotta play the hand that you're dead But when you're living in the middle of the buckle of the Bible Belt Like the one time I got a tattoo on my skin Holding hands in a circle on a Tuesday night To try to pray away my sin Or losing my grandpa It was the worst day of my life Everybody brought food to the family farm As the tears fell from my eyes there's a church on every corner And there's a verse on every wall They got their hands up when you're rising And their heads down when you fall So if your world is cursed with blessing You gotta play the hand that you're dead When you're living in the middle of the buckle of the Bible Belt Bible Belt. It's going to be on the new album. Um, that's one I wrote about kind of growing up in this whole area. And, and, you know, I was raised Baptist, which has its positive and negatives in and of itself. Um, but 
That's just a little fun song about. That was kick. Thank you for that. I like I like the new song. That could be our new song that we end with right there. Yeah. That. Yeah. What'd you think of Daddy's guitar? Not bad. That was really cool. I like it a lot. Yeah, it's a different sound for sure. I'd like to hear it plugged in. I think it has a lot of. Yeah, that's cool. It's the original electronics from 1989 in there. That's cool, man. It all still works. Uh, yeah. yeah, they refretted it. Uh, they fixed a little divot on the side. The back of it's really pretty. If uh, there's some white stains on it, but you can see the color really well in the light. Yeah, it's like a dark green. It looked black when I was over here initially. Yeah, yeah. When, so that's yeah, actually that guitar's actually been repaired uh, three times on the headstock. Uh, it originally got broken. My dad accidentally ran over it. Long story. <laughs> um, <laughs> We're not gonna. Get but into when the original, right the guy who originally fixed it, when he sprayed, when he sprayed over it, he's painted the top black so uh, I, <laughs> I mean it looks like a black guitar it, it but it did. is green yeah I, I dig the color and, uh, and the, the binding looks sweet on it yeah for and, being so old i mean yeah and i mean it's a player's guitar you can tell by looking at it oh sure <laughs> it hasn't been no, and, and i really and i think it uh, you know you plug it in and i think it's gonna look uh, sound yeah really come to life oh, it, does, sure. it does too man you know, when, without without a sand hole it doesn't have a lot of body to it but you know, you yeah. put this booger in, and I think yeah, and, well, and there's people out. that search for that sound too. I mean, they oh, have sure. those covers that they put over their sound holes. They yeah. want that, you know. Yeah, yeah. There's occasionally, and <laughs> the, they call them feedback busters uh, that we will we'll put in our sound holes if uh, the the conditions on the stage create a lot feedback. of feedback. You know, yeah. you get that, you know, stuff like that. Yeah. But a good sound man will, you know, find the frequencies and notch it down, and everything will be cool. And I was playing about probably three or four years ago. I was playing up in Stillwater, and our normal sound guy that was up there, I'd known him for years. We can screw with each other. You know, we know you know how to dig at each other and get a laugh out of it. Right. Well, um, we were setting up, and he couldn't be there, so there was a new guy. And so I was sound checking my guitar, and it was you know, starting to swell a little bit, get that feedback. And he says, do you have a feedback buster? I said, yeah, but most good sound guys can knock it out. And, <laughs> and I was like, oh, shit, this is not the guy. <laughs> That's not my guy. And I was like, well, they went the monitors we're done here for tonight <laughs> yeah because uh, yeah. you don't want to piss off those yeah, guys yeah sound Definitely guys and lunch guys ladies don't, don't piss them off man <laughs> that's what i try to tell these folks they don't listen to me yeah, <laughs> yeah. that's true <laughs> guess what this whole time not recording no. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah i thought i'd let you play it man, man i really you, dig, you appreciate uh, guitars and that's that, a weird one you know yeah, you I don't dig, get I, a chance too often to play something weird like sure, that and, and i and i love playing anything especially something with a story and that's got a super cool story uh, yeah. man so i appreciate it thanks for letting me mess on it yeah no not a problem dude and the and the song was great uh, oh thanks i man. really liked it uh yeah that's, that's you said it was called bible belt yeah, yeah and i suck at naming songs uh you know uh, there was one i uh, i wrote in the alley between an adult bookstore and a lutheran church <laughs> it only took 10 minutes to write the song but two months to name it and the <laughs> first name of it was i love you so much i could shit all over myself but it ended up being too long for the album so we just oh you know, we, man we, we changed it's the like name. that was that a was good perfect. that was a good name i yeah. liked it but radio wouldn't play it man which comes Speak. to our next question <laughs> Yeah, this is the good one. Okay, talk to me, Goose. <laughs> it is customary for SOL, for all of our guests, okay. to uh, dig down deep and pry into something that most Personal would be... Personal life. Yeah, too Maybe you've wrote sharing. a song about it. Okay. Yeah. Possibly. <laughs> and we would like to know if you have ever in public, or just in general work, but we really like to hear those public times, just completely had a full shit your pants release. Like, shit my pants? You totally crapped your pants. Oh, no I, sharding. No. I want a, a log in there, story. Not a log, but a loose soup. <laughs> hey, that okay, that, that counts. Oh. Does that count? I yeah, love the description, man. No, yeah. no, it was, it was, it was like a really fine loose soup. <laughs> 
That's a good band name. <laughs> that is a good band. That's the name of his next song. Yeah, the loose soup. It's like a finely minced chili. Yeah. <laughs> uh, let's hear it, buddy. Okay. Here, here it go. So I, mean, I, I, I'm never going to be embarrassed. I will tell you that you know I will, I will tell you the shit in my pants uh, yeah. stories, and because that was you know I was told you a little bit earlier about how I was a virgin till I was 23, and because I was scared shitless of women. I mean, for some reason they just intimidated the hell out of me. I, I knew I didn't bring much to the table, and so they were just this this unattainable goal. You putting for me. the pussy on a pedestal. <laughs> you know, you know, sometimes you just gotta you gotta whip that pussy. <laughs> <laughs> And so there was literally a discussion that I had with myself and it said, we've all shit our pants a little bit, even the pretty girls. And from that day forward, he gets it. He gets it. Yeah. From that day forward, every, the playing field was, was evened out. So no one was above anybody else. Even the hot girl that was the head of the cheerleading squad, they've looked in the mirror and felt shitty about themselves. So, you know, we all feel insecure about things and we've all had accidents that we're not want to tell anybody about. And, uh, that completely leveled the playing field for me as far as my confidence just in myself and not letting anybody feel higher than me. I mean, we're all on the same page. Are you seriously saying that it was that particular scenario that you played in your head that like made you confident yeah it's everybody shits their pants yes we've all we've all made a mess next when you're up there on that stage just imagine everybody shitting their pants we've all (laughs) we've all had to throw away a pair of underwear yeah yeah that's true some of them throw them away in the wrong places lies people behind us are lying oh yeah i know i have uh lots of friends and family in texas again that's where i'm from so i've got you know a lot of uh you know places that i can crash or if i'm rolling down the road this is pre-buckies and so not every shitter was a good one to <laughs> wonderful go to. yeah, yeah. pre-buckies yeah and so i had uh some friend's house and i'm not going to disclose the location because it'll give away the, the identity but i was uh so i stopped at their place and they had a, a barn that was locked up, but not all the time. And so I was like, okay, I got to go because they had a bathroom in there. And I get up there and it is locked sh- tight as shit. And so uh, I'm just doing the knees together, waddle like, back yeah, and the forth. Penguin dance, yeah, the right? penguin dance. And uh, running up to the door and, you know, I'm trying to pick the lock. My uh, dad was a locksmith for a couple of minutes. And, oh, and so I was, I was doing everything times. that I could to, to find myself in a, in a suitable position, but I couldn't. And I felt that gurgle. Oh yeah, uh, we all know the gurgle, mm-hmm. and uh, this was uh, it, it. The gurgle felt like gas, and so I was like, "Okay, I'm a little bit." That's what they all I'm say. Gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna let a little bit of it fly, and that was not a drop of it was gas, <laughs> and completely shat myself. Yeah, and there was no holding it back. Once there was coming. no, that no. was a full ladles worth. No, a it, full it, ladles. Yeah. Have y'all have y'all seen the movie Grandma's Boy? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> I can't stop coming. Yeah, you know, yeah. we were just talking about that like three. I can't stop ago. shitting once it's the, once the floodgates have oh, opened. Bro. It is a chocolate river from that. Th- in from certain that situations, point. I can stop shitting, I but not it. when it's in my pants. For no, some no, reason, it just all. all has to no, come out. No, like if you're in a love's bathroom and you you know you hear someone walking you can pinch. in. Yeah, you're you're pinching off. You're yeah. like, uh, oh, sorry, guys. I love all these truck stop references. Oh man, I've got more than this. Yeah. We can do you a whole run podcast. Into any lot lizards? 
on no, the road. No, no, I've had offers, but you know, I'm I'm a I'm a good boy. Yeah, no, I'm just Truckers. saying you have ran into them though. Oh, for sure. You know, I've, hey, I I value ride, my baby. I value my uh, you know antibiotic free yeah. uh, travels said, down the road. Hey, baby, my name's Sandra. <laughs> no, you're cinnamon with an S. Is what you are, girl. That's what you are. <laughs> Ouch. So, but here's your trichinomus. Yeah. So hold on. So you've completely you know souped your pants, and yeah. now what? Loose, what happens now? Loose soup. Loose soup. And so, uh, luckily, it, it was like a barn. Of course, there was pasture nearby, and so a bunch of you went and prairie dogged it. What else would he <laughs> no, do? No. So I'm 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 mid excavate, and I, I luckily I was able to pull trowel before it soiled my trowel my, my my jeans, and so I'm I'm pulling down, and there's this this milky you know nastiness going on, and I'm able to relieve the rest now? of it. This milkiness nastiness. So he okay, half okay. in his pants. Half on the ground. Oh, okay, okay. No, underwear completely unsalvageable at this point, <laughs> nor the desire to salvage them. And uh, but my pants were were okay. Yeah. And so because apparently I the longer boxer briefs. So point in case, boys, you know, always go the longer ones, the, the little shorty ones. Oh yeah. Yeah, you look cute and everything, but no holding. <laughs> For capacity. some reason, I'm imagining you out here in, in this barn in like the pouring rain. Was it raining? No, it was. Or am a, it I was just a, imagining it, in my head. Like, other than my experience, it was a gorgeous day. <laughs> <laughs> oh, was it daytime? It was raining in it my was, pants. I, okay, I was picturing nighttime. I was too. No, it was daytime, <laughs> beautiful sunrise. <laughs> Oh wow! That makes yeah. them so much better. And so I, I drop my I drop my pants and I drop my underwear and I'm able to finish what I'm doing. And so by that point I'm I was like oh just let Jesus took the wheel on that one. And so I take my shoes and everything off, put them, and then use my underwear, the clean part, to cleanse myself. And then they had a shovel outside and it's still buried next to the. Earth. You buried your <laughs> my shame is buried. <laughs> <laughs> The whole time, the dude that owns the house was looking out the window. What's Bo doing out no, there? No, I knew all the blind spots. So but every time you go back to that house, you know the secret. Oh, it yeah. goes you and know pisses it's on the there. spot. It's like it's, it's, it's like when Scene you lose. The crime. It's like when you lose your virginity. Every time you drive by, you're like, yeah, right there. It I was right that. there. Oh my gosh, that's epic, dude. So yeah. I try to always carry a shovel in the back of my pickup. That is so. Good. Oh my gosh, dude. So I started I started wearing long johns full yeah. time. Yeah. 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 Don't so. hopefully no one ever tries to track you down. They'll just follow the sh- buried shit undies. Yeah. But great the grass is growing really good right there. <laughs> He's you been know. here. It hey, wasn't long ago. The nitrogen level was You're amazing. Right. There you go. <laughs> We're trying to get on the track where his underwear is still warm when we catch up to him. Well, you're gross, dude. Why you want to be nasty? I was this trying to have stro- a discussion. This is stroking out loud, baby. <laughs> no, that was good, man. I appreciate that. <laughs> yeah, that, that was, was a, good a really good Loose story. Loose soup. Really yes. good one. But, you know. Episode name. But yeah, yeah, it is the but, episode name. Loose soup. <laughs> <laughs> but y'all all, y'all all have enjoyed the luxuries of a Bucky stall. Oh, it's wonderful, dude. Yeah. I've it's never like shitting in there. Yeah, I was going to say, I've never been in a stall. I, I mean, I've seen have. them. Yeah. And from the outside, they look nice. I mean, I've used their urinals, but. And, you know, looking, it's definitely a nicer looking bathroom. Appreciate the locks on them because they say vacant or whatever on them. They have the green oh, deal, yeah. you know what I mean? I have one. Or red if, uh, You're stuck the on the handle bathroom. of the fucking no, I'm, door. The lock of the, the locks of the stalls. 
But uh, no, I've n- I've never actually been in the stall. Well, I've definitely shit in one. No, I Way just uh, yeah, I just uh, go there to eat. I buy. <laughs> he, he goes into the stalls to eat. The, <laughs> yeah. the S stalls. Like, a, like the nerdy kid at school, he's eating his lunch in the bathroom. <laughs> Dude, we make a day out of it. Carson's always like, "We're going to Bucky's this weekend. You want to come?" It's like, a trip hey, for sure. Yeah. Well, because you know we're we're on the road all the time, and so we travel you know all the way down through Texas and all the way sideways of Texas, and Bucky's is one of those things that we try to hold we try to pinch until the hold out yeah because sure. you know you're about to settle into a cadillac yeah. i mean it is a very nice place and well put yeah no i mean no yeah. loose soup or not you know lincoln <laughs> logs or loose soup you know you're you're gonna have a good experience you're loose soup in yeah. in order to make I, it to bucky's you're gonna you're think, gonna shake your pants oh for sure dude, to make they don't it to even bucky's fucking cheap out on toilet paper they ain't got no, no. scots in there oh really what the fuck no. you think this oh, is dude no you're getting I'm, a nice warm wipe dude yeah it's the kind that cradles you and I know and really selling these Bucky's stuff. No, I mean, I mean, you know, you know. I actually work for Bucky's. Things. I'm going to buy an Alvarez guitar, <laughs> and I'm going to shit at Bucky's. <laughs> well, you know, because you know, most people, you know, about how many fluffs of toilet paper you're going to need to to finish the job. You know, yeah. whether you know, I, I've got a count. Do you, so well, squares. I mean, mine's about five ish. Yeah, I, I do. I was going to say I do three wrap around one. Pump. <laughs> okay, that's one. Um, that's two. That's three. And for those of you on the podcast, that was an amazing visual. That's a, that is a lot of wraps. I I do. Uh, I generally do about six squares. I think I do two. I fold two and two and then pull and then yeah. I, that's I, it. I got that RV it. toilet paper though. Oh Jesus! You know what I mean, that shit dissolves before now, you're that's done. That's what I'm saying. So that is like sparing. No, you got you got to stack it in. You're like the paper towel toilet paper. I overdo <laughs> toilet paper better. every time. That's the guys. that's the worst kind of toilet paper is the fucking brown like they're like paper towels the, you know what i'm talking about they're like the wine no rolls. we don't because we shit at bucky's oh uh, yeah it's true <laughs> yeah i got a big old booty so i'd be buddy. i'd be just letting that motherfucker spin i give it a whole yank <laughs> I think yeah. we already brought Come it down, out, baby. I don't even wipe my ass generally. I just, I just, I normally just use my hand. Baby wipes as an adult. Well, so you do look like the, the kind of guy who ch- 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 yeah. overhauls no, transmissions. He's in the got no. Somewhere. He's got a bidet, dude. Don't let him lie to you. <laughs> you look like a grease monkey. But, yeah, but yeah, you do. You do have a bidet. He does I keep do a clean a butthole. He won't, <laughs> he won't let me try it though. For some reason, he thinks that's weird. Trying to he's see saying, how well it. Does. I don't want the. I don't want the water that sprays my butthole to spray your butt hole dude yeah that'd be weird dude i don't think so i'll, I'll hose you off outside if you want to check it so out why is y'all drinking fountain <laughs> yeah. toilet? y'all are so weird so all of that talk about shitters to talk about the time that i went to a qt a quick trip yeah which started in tulsa oklahoma by the way you're welcome huh? and uh, those bathrooms also, are pretty also, rough and well the it usually has like two stalls they're better than loves they're oh yeah <laughs> Uh, a barn, a barn with a shovel is better than most <laughs> loves I've been in. Well, I was in this QT, and uh, you know, because we have you have the regular stall, and then you have the handicap stall, which I call the the the, the luxury Escalade. It is, yeah, yeah. And my 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 biggest fear is that I'm you know if the other one's taken or and I end up in the handicap stall. When you hear the door open and then you hear wheels, and I'm like, "Oh, oh shit. Jesus! Oh my! I am I am that guy parking right here." Uh, but I was in the Cadillac stall one time, and for some reason, I think the other stall was was out of order or something like that. So I'm in there, and I hear this 
uh, door open and then I hear this knock on the door and I was like hey I'm in here and he's like oh, can you hurry I was like I'm trying dude and then that's all I hear <laughs> I'm sorry all I all I can think about is Tim Robbins and Tenacious D fucking outside the stall with the fucking knife <laughs> <laughs> so I, I have you know probably three or four minutes left in my procedure and uh I don't hear anything else in the bathroom, so I assume that he's waiting patiently or something. What I didn't know was that frantic knock was very frantic because I walk out, and the urinal is full of loose oh soup. Oh, my God. Loose yeah. soup? Loose soup. Yeah. Oh, he did Which it, looks about three paces away. Like, he he took, he took didn't want to, like, get it on him, so he took a couple of steps and just, and like, just shot it in there. Wagon's hoe. Wow. And it was he just said, hey, this... you got any toilet paper in there, bud? Yeah. I'm finished up over no, here. No, apparently he used someone's <laughs> hair or something. Well, I don't know. it sounds like he's at least a, a decent aim to get any of that in it there. Was, I was impressed and disgusted uh, at yes. the same time, yeah. which is most of the time like a family reunion. Yeah. yeah. So I had a similar situation, but it wasn't in a urinal. You may be familiar with this place, actually. It is in Oklahoma, and I went to visit a place one time called Turner Falls, mm-hmm. and it was fucking awesome. Yeah. I loved my time there um tiger king baby but i got really really <laughs> drunk i know and, uh, i know tiger king <laughs> i was i was uh really drunk and it was late and i was swimming under the waterfall which apparently wasn't allowed but i was drunk and and partying so Zero I, fucks didn't, I didn't care but uh i got the gurglies in my tummy and sure. i i knew it was a uh, an emergency I'm about to feed the birch <clears throat> yeah it was rough <laughs> so i said i gotta Gross. go and luckily there was a bathroom right <laughs> off of the the waterfalls there's a bathroom well i just take off into this bathroom and uh, I go to sit down on the toilet and it's covered in spiders and spider webs and I was like I don't really want to sit down there and I go to the next one and it has like <laughs> used toilet paper off to the side and shit so I was like man this is really rough Condom. so I kind of just pulled <laughs> I pulled trowel and and I hovered you a little bit hover. and uh it was loose soup. Yeah. That's probably better for it a hover, is. though. Yeah, it is. For yeah. Well, for sure, it was right. explosive. So, <laughs> so he just I'm going to be it. completely honest with you, boys. <laughs> I never looked back. He just pulled up and um, walked out. He well, didn't, he no, didn't, no, no, no. He didn't want to We're going back to his brown paper towels because they had no toilet paper, but they did have brown paper towels. So yeah. I wiped with the brown paper towels, and I just threw it in the direction of the stall, like the other person before me right. obviously did. And I felt really bad for doing this, by the way, but I was drunk and and it was a really bad spot I was in. I had no choice. And I come out and Amanda's like, hey, I got to use the bathroom. Well, I see her start walking towards the bathroom and I'm like, why is she going towards the men's? Well, it's I just realized, I realized that I was in the ladies' bathroom <laughs> when I did that. So there was a real nasty and bitch I said, in there. Amanda, I said, Amanda, do not go in there. And she said, I'll be real quick. I said, no. No, you will not. Do yes. not go in there. You don't want to see what kind of crimes I've You committed. don't want none of this, do we? I made her go to the men's, and I kept a lookout at the men's bathroom with her. Uh, because yeah, it was a pretty nasty episode. Yeah, those uh, those paper towels they don't wipe; they, they smear. <laughs> That's what. Yeah. <laughs> I slowly walked out of the bathroom and then straight into the spring-fed waterfall yeah. <laughs> to cleanse myself a little. Nobody come around me. Yeah, people like you fucked up the Tigris and the Euphrates rivers. <laughs> Dude, I felt <laughs> so bad. People like you. The moment yeah. it happened, I felt bad. I was like, man, somebody's gonna have 
Somebody's going to quit their job in the morning. (laughs) They're not going to want to deal with this. God, you're nasty. So you you said that you travel a lot around Texas. Does your music take you other places? Do you go anywhere else and play besides Oklahoma, Texas? Mostly it's it's states touching Oklahoma. So all all around, um, we've played some stuff in the – Arkansas, Canada. Man, that place sucks, huh? (laughs) Okay, I understand that most Texans think that Oklahoma touches Canada. Yeah, most most Texans think there's Texas and then that's it. Yeah, Texas and then y'all. Yeah. Uh, but uh, mostly it's 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 uh, states touching Oklahoma, uh, but we've done some Chicago stuff, and uh, we'll do some you know Alabama stuff coming up. And uh, every summer we play in Mexico, so we we get we in Mexico in El Mexico. Mm. Shout out, Danny. Mm. Do you know where the local library is and place? The Biblioteca. Uh, it's just the one, I think. <laughs> just the one down wow. There. I'm not really uh, sure. I haven't been. So I hear. Yeah. I mean, uh, way to get racist, Wade Bowen. Wow. And what is this going to do for your and image? Somebody had to. I can't get worse. I promise. You. And no, they don't all look the same. But Speaking yeah, we, of Alabama, we play, we, we play in Cancun every July. Played there th- the last 13 years. Uh, this will be seriously. That's, year. Yeah, that's pretty awesome. Wow. Yeah. That's that is kick ass. Yeah. Me and uh, that's a good time. Oh, it's a freaking blast. So, uh, all inclusive, all you can drink and all you can wow, eat. Wow, yeah. Me and Steve you, had, Helms. you had me at eat. Yeah. <laughs> you had me at all. All. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I feel like your son probably had a good time there. He no, he, no, the band doesn't go. It's, it's me and then oh. uh, three other acoustic out, uh, artists. Dude, so, that's kick ass. So, it's just a song swap. An acoustic set. Yeah, so me and Steve Helms, wow. uh, Aaron Copeland, um, uh, Jamie Richards, and then Ben McPherson from over in Glen Rose. Mm. So, a blast. I bet it is, yeah. dude. Yeah. Do you, uh, do you and Stoney ever do anything together? Uh, usually our schedules are so discombobulated um, that we don't get to play together. But about a month ago, we got to play at Kane's Ballroom up in Tulsa together. Um, other than that, it's Kane's just, Ballroom, I, I went there for a Tech 9 concert. Oh, cool. That's a, just a severely badass place. Yeah. That's my second favorite place behind Green Hall uh to play music is and that the, oh that's green uh like uh, close to, uh, yeah, yeah 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 and uh, green is the oldest dance hall in in texas and yep. you know you walk in and you just feel the history you know and everything and canes is very similar to that except it has air conditioning so i'll play that one during the summer <laughs> i will not play green hall during the summer yeah right but yeah yeah so we don't get to play together very often but you know whenever it happens it's, it's definitely pretty special yeah that actually brings me to a question. Um, you know, you've done a lot and got to, to hang out with a lot of people. Is there a person that you found very influ- very influential uh, at the start of your career maybe and then later on in life you got to hang out with them or jam with them and something that was really memorable maybe? Um, you know, Merle Haggard was always, a, a, you know, he was one of the, the core country guys that Grandma and Grandpa always listened to and uh, definitely – an influence as far as my taste in music uh you know i could sit and play moral songs all day uh but i got to uh, do a show in front of him um you know about two years before he passed away uh, i got to play with willie and then george jones before he died i mean i've been very very fortunate to to play with some of my heroes the coolest event ever in my musical career though um i was playing up <clears throat> in a town called Diamond, Missouri. Um, and we've played there a ton of times before, had a really good built-in crowd. 
and the owner calls me up and says, do you guys mind opening for somebody on your next show instead of just doing a regular show? I said, who, who for? And they said, Doug Stone. I was like, fuck yeah, let's do it. I love Doug Stone. And so we get up there and we do our set and then Doug and his band get up to play. And usually if we're opening, whenever we get done playing, I'll go shoot pool, you know, talk with people just you know kind of i'll hear the band but i don't really listen to them right but duck stone i just was a huge fan of his and i was front row fangirling i was like hell yeah this is so cool well at the end of his show it was about midnight and it was a two o'clock bar and he gets off stage and a bunch of the the fans there were just like asking me to come up and do some acoustic songs and i was like no i don't want to do that and step on anybody anybody's toes and so they asked the owner of the bar and then Doug's manager and they said they didn't care so I got my guitar and get up on stage and I'm in the middle of a song and I look in my in the side and Doug Stone is walking up with his acoustic guitar and we do a two hour song swap just me and Doug Stone and wow. I'm just I'm just, just gaga land over here and he was just nailing songs and that was um, the coolest day in, in my musical career and so that was that was super cool hell yeah dude awesome. I'm, I'm glad I asked yeah, yeah that was a good that question was, that was a super cool event yeah, man, I bet, dude. And I still have the flyer that they made for it. And yeah, I'm, I like, I like saving the old flyers and the the banners and stuff. And I've got a, a ton of them at the house. And you know, doesn't mean anybody anything to anybody else, but it definitely reminds me of of cool things that I've done in the past. I just I find myself uh, uh, thankful to just meet artists and not even get to you oh, know sure. get on stage and be creative or anything mm-hmm. with them. Yeah. I mean. I listen to all types of music, and we've met, uh, you know, rappers before. Not crazy famous rappers, mm-hmm. but people that I look up to. And sure. it's like, man, it's just cool to just be able to sit and bullshit with somebody on a, I don't, not too much of a fanboy level, like you mentioned. Yeah. You know, just be like, hey, man, what about this and that? You know, have a normal conversation. Cause Everybody shits people, their pants. Famous people oh, are sure normal enough. people, and they shit their pants. Yeah, you know 100%. what I mean? Now, you know, as a as an artist, and I'm, I'm by no means comparing myself with a huge national artist or anything, but you do value your privacy and you do value your personal space but at the same time when people are genuinely interested in you as a person and not just wanting to say that they talk to someone famous it it's it's really cool especially when there's a story like I, my grandfather was a huge influence in my life and um I wrote a song for him, which ended up being the title track off of our second album. And I'll have people come up and they'll share stories about their grandfathers or grandparents and stuff like that. So I heard you mention him in Bible Belt. Oh, yeah, sure. and I I appreciate that too because my grandfather was a huge influence oh. in my life, and yeah, it's, and, it's and, awesome. And one of the goals of all of my albums is somewhere in in one of the songs at least is to mention my grandpa in all in all my wow. albums. So, well, I wasn't going to bring it up, but I feel like I have to now. Uh, I just want to say rest in peace to my grandpa. He died on the third of this month. Uh, Sorry, man. No, you know. R.I.P. You, you're relatable, man. You're relatable. Oh. I felt that in your song. So. Thanks, man. I appreciate it. Rest in peace to Robert Eugene Marsh, Papa Marsh, man. How old was he? Papa Marsh. Uh, you know, I'm not too sure. I think he was almost 80. Oh, cool, if man. If I'm not mistaken. I had a Papa. It was my grandma's dad, and uh, he was just the, he was a small, slight man, but uh, he had cancer of the eye, so he had a socket. And then he had cancer of the ear, so he had a little nub there. And I remember sitting on his lap, and he said that it was his horn. And, <laughs> and I was a dumb little kid, and so I'd 
I'd touch it and go honk honk and not understanding that he meant like a cow horn. Right. And so I remember uh, he was he was a small man, but nobody fucked with him. You know, because you you know he he had old man tard strength, and he was about to take it. <laughs> tard strength. Oh. There old was, man tard strength. Oh, yeah. he, there was a different level of of you know you know he was raised in the twenties and thirties where you had to be something yeah. or you were going to be nothing, and so. Um, Thanks for bringing up Papa, man. That was I hadn't thought about him in a while, so right. oh, that was cool. Yeah, I mean, you played that song, and I I, I heard you shout him out, and I was like, man, yeah. you know, I'm similar. I, I'm not going through the same thing yet, but when I go up to Ohio to visit the family and sure. stuff, it'll be it'll be one of those moments, you know. Yeah, so. yeah. I, uh, the song I wrote for my grandpa is called "Fishing with Grandpa" because we we grew up super poor, but we we always uh, we were outside working all the time because um, he had, he had just uh, retired. Um, but we were, you know, picking up rocks, clearing the land, you know, planting gardens, you know, raising animals and stuff. But when we weren't doing that, we were on the lake doing fishing. And so it was just a bonding moment that, you know, nowadays you have to sit down and, you know, we're going to go bond with the kids and stuff like that. But back in the day, it was just stuff you did that ended up bonding. Yeah. Jump in the trucks. I got the rods in the back. Let's That's go. right. Yeah, let's go. We're going to go catch yep. dinner tonight. Yeah. And you don't realize that at the time it was, you know, you were having fun, but you don't realize the impact that it had on your life. And so uh, if, if nothing else, if my legacy is nothing else, I just want to leave positive memories for my kids. Right. Right on. And grandkids eventually, huh? Well, who knows? <laughs> not not <laughs> at the rate they're going. <laughs> I don't know. With your boy out here, he might already have some grandkids around you don't uh, know about well, yet. I'll tell you what. Thanks for ruining that. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I hope he listens to this episode. He's like, "Yeah, that's right. I'm a badass." Yeah. No, seriously, he's he's cooler at 18 than I and I than I ever have been. So right. Yeah, he's 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 definitely got the world. At that's his awesome, dude. Hey, you did that. Yeah, I really yeah. appreciated listening to him the other night too. Oh yeah, a couple weeks ago yeah, or whatever. Sure. Yeah, he sounded really good. And yeah, I thought. Because he did some original music too, yep. and I thought he's man, he's doing great. He's he's yeah. a, he's a really great songwriter, and I I was 30 before I wrote a song. Yeah. I mean, so. You know, right after virginity. Yeah. 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 Lost your virginity and wrote a song. Gained some, some confidence in him. You know, Eight you, years later, yeah. started making hits. And then I shit my pants. So, yeah. you know, it's a good little... Uh, Man, it's all coming it's around good, full circle. Yeah, good little road to travel, I guess. Hell yeah. Well, it's been awesome having you, man. I appreciate y'all uh, having me out here. This yeah, is definitely. A, and I really appreciate the uh, opportunity and and just being able to loosen up and just chat about random stuff. Yeah, man. it's awesome. And yeah. you're playing at uh, Local Coyote like local tomorrow. Coyote. Yeah, tomorrow night, and yep. uh, which I don't know when tomorrow night will be according yeah, to the podcast. Yeah, it'll all be long gone yeah, after yeah, the yeah. episode, yeah. but we may be able to pay, uh, post something about it on our Facebook Oh, we had a blast at Local yeah. Coyote the other night. Great. Yeah, no, that's your how, set oh, that's was amazing. Your boy is everything you said he was, oh, dude, man. and all the women that came up to him oh, afterwards, stealing him away. I just wish you would have been there. <laughs> man yeah <laughs> but do you have any shout outs you want to give before we hop off anybody you want to shout out or? uh you know just up to grandpa i mean he was he's the reason because my parents were shitty versions of parents and without him and grandma stepping in uh there's no telling uh, i wouldn't be anywhere where i'm today so always shout out to grandpa right shout and, uh, out grandpa's shout yeah. out grandpa's around the world and if anybody wants to learn about what's going on with me or the music uh bo com or any of the social media medias is bo phillips band awesome yep. nice we got any shout outs yeah boys? i'd like to shout out to my main danny man there, trejo. danny trejo <laughs> and his trejo cerveza 
<laughs> Delicious. I'll probably buy it. This I is actually, I'm not a beer drinker, but this is actually pretty I good. I think it's really good. I, like, really good I enjoyed it. I'm I didn't surprised. mention much, but I did think it was good beer as well. Go Danny. Yeah, he did great. He's as good at making beer as he is being a Mexican. Yeah. <laughs> and I, uh, I can tell him a diff- apart from most of them, too. Wow. Yeah. 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 He, I can recognize Danny. You can, yeah. Yeah. Is it the psoriasis or what? It's, I think it's the big acne. Beautiful. It's the chest tap. It's the acne know? scars. Yeah, that's what it is. Yeah. I want to give a shout out to us, Stroking Out Loud podcast on YouTube, Stroking Out Loud on TikTok. Uh, you know, we never mentioned this on the show. What's that? We have merch. Uh, yeah, Hats and shirts. Oh, cool. We got merch. If y'all want merch, go over to our website, strokingoutloud.com, or just hit up Caleb on Facebook. Yeah, or Get call call our secretary. Yeah, no, call... Uh, what what are, what are you called? I can't remember. <laughs> it's just contact info. Yeah, it's yeah. our contact info on the website. Yeah, strokingoutloud.com. Uh, you can contact Wade Bonus phone numbers there if you want to <laughs> grab it. And, give him and a one call. of the most flattering pictures anyone will ever see of me. Wow. <laughs> so... No, awesome. that's great, man. Reminds me of a story about my grandpa. When I was a senior in high school, I was in FFA, and uh, we did some really well on a judging event, so they had me on the local news. And uh, I get home, and Grandpa said, looks like you were a little heavier on there. I said, yeah, they say the camera puts on 10 pounds. He's like, well, how many goddamn cameras they have on you? <laughs> that's the best man. version I've heard, man. <laughs> They had 12 Keep stroking. See you guys. Austin. Oh, I pissed blood. Dewball. It is bad. Austin. I threw up. I'm yeah. trying to whip out my Halloweener. It is bad. You big dick rider. Joking out loud live. She's a monkey fucker. Wade. Bleed <laughs> it. Snatch and strip a dump. Bullshit artist. I'm getting us canceled. I'm so retarded. No, so much Christmas. I've got to take a shit. Bullshit artist. Satterfield. I was the black sheep. Well, see you later. <laughs>